Good morning, good afternoon. What's the other one? <laughs> good evening. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. You are listening to the Pursuit of Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Emily Fisher from emilylynnfisher.com. So let's hop right into this. The first thought that came in my mind when I was about to make this episode, we're now on episode 30. Yay! Clapping hands, episode 30. So I thought of one of my former clients. He had a podcast, and I say had because he was actually in a fatal accident, a motorcycle accident, um, and he actually passed away. So yeah, it's terrible. Um, Okay, I'm actually at a loss for words right now as I talk about this. It was a crazy journey with this client. Um, I'll never reveal his name or say because I'm very confidential, but it was a very bumpy, rocky, weird kind of road. So when you get the best results in a coaching business, um, it's much like therapy, but the coaches aren't trained therapists by any means. There's actually no guidelines or rules um, that you had to go to school or you had to do this or you had to do that. Uh, So anyway, you're hopping in and if somebody comes to you, if somebody comes to you and they reach out, they need help. So he, this particular client had reached out many times and I had been a guest on his show. And then I was like, wow, look at me. Like I had this big ego, like, wow, look, I'm on this show. And then, (laughs) oh my, so funny looking back at it now, but then he reached out again a couple weeks later and I was like, hmm, okay, like little light bulb moment. Okay, he wants me to be on the show again. And then I'm like, kind of clicked like, okay, I'm not that great <laughs> at the at the time. I'm great, don't get me wrong, but why am I going on this like really, and it was a really good podcast. Um, why am I on this podcast again like three weeks later? Okay, he needed help, right? So then you kind of get into it and then this is how I see the next thing happening. The person wants to, especially men uh, in this coaching industry, then the next step is they want to work together with you on something. The only thing is um, it takes a long time to form the relationship to work together on something and make it be successful. So there's a lot of relationship building to do there. So... I know this. I know this to be true because I jumped in and bought a business, a local business, um, networking business. So anyway, okay, long story short, (laughs) you have to build the relationship with the person and it's not a good idea to just like, just jump in. Like you're, unless you have like wads of money, you're not going to just go buy a multi-million dollar mansion right it's like you have to kind of think about it a little bit you know so anyway he what he reached out and then come to find out like then the next step I find and I find this with a lot of clients most clients is the next step is 
that they oh I'm watching somebody oh cool I'm watching like an older lady I say older lady she's like 45 do like backflips on her front lawn it's crazy crazy what I run into and see uh, she has like mattresses and stuff set up I'm out driving I just dropped my daughter off at art camp so back to whichever story I'm going on about now um yeah he, he the next step I find with all clients and I'm thinking of another really like high level client that I worked with then they want to reach out and they want to tell you they want to tell you their story like their whole frigging life story and then you're like oh okay it, it's very obvious now but this was at the beginning of my coaching career so I'm like six or seven years in now so next up I'm gonna reposition the the phone here um, next up they want to tell you their entire life story and why they are the way they are so you're like oh okay so really I honestly don't have time if I'm not getting paid to go through a 20 page memoir um, I made that mistake before because you're like oh you want to please the client but that is the job that's why the people pay you the money because to build the relationship with you because they want something that you have. So uh, it's a totally different industry than, than I was used to uh, with my landscaping business. So you do the work and then they pay you the money. This business, you don't do the work and then they pay you the money. And I'll tell you in a minute because he never ended up giving me one red penny and I did the work. I did far beyond the work and then it came to the point like at the beginning what do you want and then in the end he got exactly what he wanted but then he went on to get what he wanted but then again he passed away in a motorcycle accident living the dream he wanted he got what he wanted but again I never got any compensation for any of the work I did and I will tell you that I put all my eggs in this basket because it was promised, oh, you're going to get paid, you're gonna get paid. So this was, um, particular person was a millionaire. However, come to find out a millionaire that lost all his money. So he had no money to pay me whatsoever. Um, but that wasn't found out until much later in the coaching journey. So again, coming from the world where you do the work and then you get paid, I did the work, but I never got paid. And that's the thing with this industry. You cannot do the work and then get paid. You get paid and then you do the work. So it's ass backwards to what I was used to. So <laughs> where should I go from here? Um, that's a tidbit of information again you can't do the work and then get paid it doesn't it just doesn't work it doesn't work now it will never work it doesn't work like that I've seen it over and over and over again so then you've also got the clients so I've worked with a couple high-level clients that yeah they're interested in paying the money so they pay the money but they don't stay the course so they pay the money and you really can't get any real results with someone in 
one month, two months, even three months. So we can go into month three and they're still not seeing any results, 90 days. But really, you have to get them to really reflect on where they are when you started because that's the only way they're going to really be able to see where you helped get them. But you're not even doing any of the work. So the work, I just turned my air conditioner off. The work is the work. See, again, this business is probably... I'm going to swear, ass backwards to what most entrepreneurs are used to. So the work that I would do is healing work. It took me a long time to be able to say that that's what I do. I'm a healer. Uh, a healer sounds woo-woo, um, but you get the right clients coming to you at the right time. So I'm going to take, for example... I'm going to make up a scenario, high level client that comes and they're very wealthy, but they're lacking in relationships and fitness. And so they, they excel in some areas of their life, but are highly lacking in other areas. And then they want guidance on how to move forward in those areas. So I'm personally, I'm not a fitness guru. I mean, I used to go to the gym every day. Right now the gym's still closed down because of COVID. Uh, I just had two babies. Like I, I'm working on my own fitness, but just because I'm not a fitness guru doesn't mean that I can't help ask the right questions to get the person to the next spot. So in a family, say, you're going to feel more protected if you have mom and dad growing up. In the coaching industry, you'll feel more um, at ease if you have the person, me, who is taking care of the big picture. And then, so I'm mom. And then you can look at, you need other people too on your team of coaches to get you to where you want to go. So why can't you just use the people that are already around you? Because they see you in one light and a coach walks in um, and sees you in a light that nobody else can see you in, sees what you see or even sees more potential in you than what you can even see in yourself and guides you or helps you realize what area you have to heal next. So, Let's take the fitness one for example. So you need to heal the fitness area. That's not an easy thing because let's say you need to shed like 10 pounds, 20, 30, 40 pounds. That's a journey because most of that weight that you're carrying around is some type of emotional weight. So as you work the muscles and you do the thing, um, whatever it is, whatever type of exercise, it's going to slow you down, which is going to bring you into more of a depressive state. So this is going to be the same thing with your relationships, with uh, your family relationships, with food. You have to take a quick minute and, or more than a quick minute, and slow down and concentrate on that area 
So over here, finances, you've got that down pat, but now you're moving over and you want to do the fitness, but it's all self-development, baby. <laughs> it's all self-development. So when you work your legs or your arms or whatever you're going to be working, you're going to activate muscles and you're going to you're growing, right? So I'm thinking of it in the terms of fitness. So you're going to lift the weights and then your arms are going to hurt, which is going to slow you down, which is going to bring you in a little bit more of a depressive state because when we're slowed down, we're groggy. You can think of like in the morning, like, oh, it might take a few minutes to get out of bed. Not for everyone, but it takes you a few minutes to get out of bed and you feel down and things, blah, you know? not everyone again but that same thing happens when you try to change an area of your life is you feel a little down and then it causes you to go back and then that's the thing is you who do you share the feelings with so you're going to want to share them with the people around you like your wife and hopefully you are married to the person that is going to actually stick with you and and listen or the boyfriend or whatever but sometimes people don't want to put that on their wife or husband or girlfriend or boyfriend and sometimes they don't even have a girlfriend or boyfriend to put it on and should you really so you put it on the couch so this being said so you might work your arms and okay for example again another made-up scenario your arm might hurt and you remember, now, that was the same feeling you had when you pissed off your mother when you were seven and she grabbed you by the arm and and squeezed really hard, maybe at the grocery store or something, um, because you were being saucy. <laughs> but not all your fault because nobody should handle you like that. But then you're like, where where did I feel that feeling before? Oh, and then it brings you back. Like, was that fair? What else happened? And then it totally catapults you into the past which brings up feelings of depression which brings up and then you have no coping skills to cope with these things so that's why the coach is there because you're like oh my god I need to reach out so depending on what kind of coaching package you have you either have like a very high level coaching package and you can touch and reach out often or and that's how you build the relationship. So you're gonna build the relationship with the coach, but you have to remember that you are paying the coach. So if you stop paying the coach, the coach isn't, can't continue because you're putting the coach through, the same as husband or wife, you're putting the coach through the same scenario and you're putting the information in their head. So the coach's job is to teach you to journal it out journal it out and then wait for the call for the next Monday and then if you haven't let it go yet then talk it out with the coach if you let it go through the process of journaling which is what you need to become very good at you let it go through the process of journaling you let it go and then you get to show up at the call to discuss what's going to move you forward if you show up at the call and you discuss or the group and here you go you discuss the situation the coach will help you let it go quickly then you can move on this is how you start climbing the the ladder of life and 
my purpose is to have you excelling in every area of your life. The pursuit of excellence. Excellence in all areas of life. And that's much more of a journey than just the finances. Just the fitness. Just the blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Oh, remember in a previous po- podcast I said I would stop saying blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's so funny that I uh, <laughs> I said blah, blah, blah again. Anyway, which reminds me of a friend of mine who always said that blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? What does she mean? It leaves it open for, um, she, w- she would say like, and then Mary did this. And then she was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, what's blah, blah, blah. So it leaves it open to interpretation that, oh, that Mary said blah, 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 whatever blah, blah, blah means, but whatever. (laughs) It's so funny because you go through life and you have all these different people enter, but I think you can quickly realize, and I did quickly realize that that's a big one for me is gossip. So I don't like letting that into my life because I, it is something that if I'm not careful, I can get wrapped up, up in it because the person will say something and you know what, what I mean. Like, you're like, oh, you have at this point very little drama that I let into my life. So if you hear a little drama, sometimes I can be like more on the edge of my seat, like, Oh, then what happened? But really that benefits no one. We don't even know if Mary's telling the truth or I'm just making up names or, um, I'm not even going to, I know so many people I can't even spit out a name because it could be someone that I actually know, even though I'm not, do you know what I mean? So you your job too is to heal all these things that you know are like points for you. So they say like the alcoholic or the person that smokes, they really can't continue to hang out with the people that smoke or even for a little while until they build up the defense to just not be that person that smokes. Um, or because it's like a friend of mine, she's, we're not close at all anymore because I honestly didn't see any change in the behavior. And I, I don't know now cause it's been three years since I've communicated with her, but she said, well, she was starting to stop drinking just the sound of a can opening. So even though someone might drink a can of pop it's that sound because she one of her liquors of choice was beer so it's just the pop of the can and then it brings back good memories because of course she likes drinking so that brings back the good memories and then it might send her into thinking oh I could drink just one just two and then she's plastered puking on the floor so it's like I'm that's not me at all. And like I said, I think in yesterday's episode, at some point, um, even being friends with the person that you're enabling them because they're still around the same person, even if you're not buying the liquor for them or anything. But at some point when you don't see a change in someone, sometimes you have to let them go. And, uh, 
maybe they'll come back in your life at some point but uh at certain times just you just need to break the attachment because it's not healthy for your own life and you can only do so much and the most you can do is to set the example for the other people so i hope you enjoyed this podcast take care and we'll talk next week bye guys